0: Welcome to the Marshall Pruitt Podcast and our relatively short form interview series catching up with who do we have on the docket today? Well, she is a ball of Colorado awesomeness, that being Sabra Cook. Season 2, the W Series. Bunch of women racers trying to do big things in this dedicated series, open wheel support for Formula 1. That's the big development in the off-season. Instead of running alongside the DTM and a little bit more of a niche thing and a smaller visibility capacity, the W Series running with Formula One. And they are indeed getting down to business this weekend in Austria at the Österreich Ring. The Steering Grand Prix weekend for Formula 1 featuring the start of Season 2 for the W Series. So Sabra, being the only American in the field, Hope there'd be more. That inaugural season had our good friend, good, good friend, Shay Holbrook. Since then, Shay has gone on to do, I would say, equally awesome things. Starting founding a business. She has embraced motherhood and is doing just a lot of great stuff unfortunately stuff that takes her away from doing the second season of the w series from an american women's standpoint so we have sabra and so connected with her for this interview i don't know maybe december i'm thinking january been sitting on it waiting for the season to get going and so we talk about a lot of things starting off with her upbringing and background she's fascinating fast in a race car learning rapidly and also just Really, really cool and fun to get to know her a bit. So that's what we do here in this episode of Catching Up With. Do hope you will follow along with the W Series and her progress, all the amazing women taking part there. So let's get rolling. Catching Up With Sabre Cook, brought to you by Cooper Tires, the Justice Brothers, and Toronto Motorsports.com. Sabre Cook, great news, great news coming here with you returning to the W Series series. Before we get into that, though, I'd love for folks to get to learn a little bit about you because not enough, at least of your countrymen and countrywomen, are aware of your racing endeavors, where you come from, your parents, where racing and athleticism fit in your upbringing. So why don't we start there, Sabre? Tell us about uh, a young you in the house you grew up in and whether racing was something that was part of that early DNA.
1: Uh, it definitely was. My uh, father used to race watercross and supercross professionally back in the '80s, so he obviously had had a passion for it. And uh, my I was actually born on the Saturday of my parents actually used to host um, supercross races, and so my mom had to be rushed from the supercross track <laughs> yeah. to the hospital to give birth to me. And then, like shortly after, they made my dad leave so he could he could make it on time for me to be born. So, um, yeah, I mean that started from the beginning and then my father found karting after he retired from motorcycles and just as like a hobby and obviously get that adrenaline fix and then so he got my brother and I into karting uh, when I was about eight years old. And um, he and my mother didn't want us obviously racing motorcycles. So it was a bit of a compromise. And uh, yeah, I, I loved it instantly. And I was so excited. I went out first, like first lap on this little kid kart track they'd set up for us. And I spun out because I didn't realize you had to slow down. And I was like, <laughs> oh, my gosh. Now, and I scared myself. And then I drove so slow for like... I don't know, maybe a year or so, like not, not like I was, they called me driving this daisy. And, and then, I don't know, I just, I got teased by some boys um, at some local race and like, well, I'm faster than you. I'm going to beat you. You're slow. And then I just was like, didn't like that very much. And I was like, well, hang on a minute. And, um, went to my dad and just was like, dad, I think I can win if I had a faster cart. And cause I had a cart that was like a hand-me-down and it, it really couldn't win the class I was in anyways. And so he's like, okay, fine. So he like got me the new go-kart. And I went out and I won the next race by like 10 seconds. And I was like obsessed with like taking care of my go-kart and like what little I could do it. I think I was like 10 years old at the time. So all I really knew how to do was like maybe change the tires and like plug in the battery or something like that.
0: But that's a, A, that's amazing. Um, I will admit, and I grant, I love your first name. Sabre's amazing. But I'm surprised with the uh, kind of motocross angle to it. You weren't named either Two-Stroke or KTM or Kawasaki <laughs> or something like that. So
1: I think that's a little, little less graceful than Sabra. But fair <laughs> enough. I don't, my mom would have had to really been talked into that one.
0: That, that's, that's fair enough. Fair enough. We got middle name options if you want to throw one in there. But uh, <laughs> growing up in Colorado as well, I mean, when we're talking about the, the 50 states, it is certainly known for an adventure-minded populace. I mean, my friends that live there, friends who've moved there. One of the key attractions is no, this isn't really just a sit on your couch and uh, and stare at the TV type state. The mindset no. is one of action and adventure. Knowing your your upbringing, uh, I guess it's maybe a bit of a, a silly question, but is that colorado mindset something that you'd say infuses into everything that you do because it kind of fits what you do now
1: yeah i i would definitely say that plays a big part and um I was lucky to have a mother that was extremely health conscious and like really raised us to, you know, eat well and take care of ourselves. So that kind of goes along with the Colorado sort of, you know, healthy outdoor lifestyle. And, um, I, I, I mean, that's definitely part of who I am and it helps obviously being healthy for the racing, staying fit, staying in shape. And, you know, when we were growing up in Colorado, I was either running around the racetrack or, I mean, I I worked a lot in school, but, um, you know, if, if our friends would go hang out, you know, we wouldn't go, Oh, Hey, let's, you know, sit around and maybe watch a movie sometimes, but it was usually like, Oh, let's go on a hike like here or, or do this. So it was a very, um, active upbringing.
0: So if we reverse engineer things a little bit, I think, Plenty of folks got to know of you through participating in the first season of the W series, but that wasn't the first time you've done something at a high level in open wheel racing. Why don't we wind the clock back just a little bit because looking at what you did on the kind of regional national SCCA racing level here in America, I mean, that's, really the core of, of so many drivers starts from the biggest, greatest champions we know to kids coming up today. Uh, there's the Formula 4, Formula Regional Americas, as it's called now. And then there's Road to Indy as well. Tell us about that transition because karting is awesome, but there's always that jump to cars, wings, and slicks. That is going to lead you to find out whether you love it, hate it, whether you're good at it or not, and you demonstrated you had the aptitude, just maybe not piles of cash.
1: Yes, that is that is the uh, the the key, to it, unfortunately. But um, yeah, so carding. I mean, I I was I was a very good carter, had a lot of success, and so I. I think I had a lot of high standards for myself when I finally did get to go into a car in 2017, and uh, I think others expected it as well. And it, I think it was it was a bit frustrating for me at first because um, I think with those expectations, you know, they expect me to just get in and and, and you know win the race, but usually, um, you know, I didn't. I don't have enough money to go and do all this, all these testing and do all the preparation that, you know, a lot of drivers have access to. So it was always like, I'm just scraping enough together just to get to the race. And that's like, that's my track time. And so that was a bit, if I could go back and do it over, I definitely would, um, do it a bit differently and, and try and make, figure out some way to get that seat time. So that way I was, you know, more prepared for success. But, um, I did start in 2017 first race ever in a car was in a spec racer Ford at summit point, um, in, in an SCCA race. And, uh, it was, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of learning and um, obviously, like you see, the SCCA fields with Spec Racer Ford, they are massive. So it was—it uh, was a lot of good racing, just like close racing, just like karting was.
0: I have run—I don't know how many Spec Racer Fords—and done all kinds of prep work and refurbishing and whatnot with those underpowered behemoths, so uh, that is so cool <laughs> like to know. They're
1: like boats. They're really just like little boats.
0: Yeah, I mean, drag. you just herd them from corner to corner. They're the cutest thing in the world. But that's, again, it, it's a great starting point in building that foundation. That's the thing where, in your story so far, Sabra, it's a case of talent, potential, not always having the full means to explore and develop that over multiple seasons. Uh, Year after year, hone your craft, which that's kind of the thing that is is the story of most who become very successful in the sport. Tell us a little bit about that, because you look at your resume and it's, hey, in a, whatever, 15 race season, I was able to do six races this year, and then I went to something else and did a part of that. There's not a lot of full seasons uh, that you've been able to complete. I know that has to be a hindrance, but how do you deal with that to keep developing yourself?
1: Uh, so it's definitely difficult. Um, actually, W series was the first like professional full series that I had a full season in. So that was in itself an amazing blessing. And I, I can't think of them enough for obviously creating that opportunity. Um, but I guess, yeah, it, w- it was different. I mean, the first year that I, I raced cars, it was, uh, you know, I did some more just SCCA stuff. Um, drove an FE and drove a uh, Spec Racer Ford. So that was good. Got some, you know, a few races under my belt with that. And then the next season, I decided I was going to, you know, jump off the deep end and go uh, – go try and run some USF 2000 races with absolutely no testing (laughs) and uh, just get enough money to do. I think I did maybe, I think it was like three, maybe four races um, is all all I could afford. And then they had a deal where it was cheaper uh, for the F4 races and it attracted a lot of, um, a lot of sponsors to want to invest for the Coda race because it's paired with F1. So I was able to pull some stuff together to do that. And like, um, I mean, I had a I had I had an incident in qualifying so I actually didn't get to qualify but I, I ended up winning like the most passes award so that was good with that but you're right it is it's been a bit fragmented and and with that um you know I I ended up going I obviously had the engineering as well and ended up in the UK about the same time I was doing W series so it, it has been difficult um obviously getting that consistent seat time and and being able to not stress about you know money or being you know overly concerned about if i crash the car like i'm not going to the next race so it's uh it is a bit difficult development wise but i've been really blessed in the last year where i feel like things are starting to open up a little more i mean this last year i I did only do two indie pro races so I didn't do a full season again, but I, at least I got two races in and, and I've gotten more opportunities and more offers to jump in um, a bunch of different cars. So now they're just starting to trickle in, you know, one by one and anything that I get offered to drive, like um, I'm ready to go and, and just jump in and do the best I can in it. Um, and it, I think I try to look at it as a positive in some ways, because, yes, it, it it stinks that I can't have that consistent development, but as a driver having to get in and learn how to get fast and be quick immediately and whatever I'm getting in, I think that's really strengthening um, my adaptability as a driver. And I think that's going to help in the long run.
0: You know, the adaptability I want to stick with that or come back to that in just a second. There's another aspect to you and what you do Sabra. That is, it's unique and it's that you aren't, simply a race car driver. And I don't say that as if those who only drive are simple people, but you are not someone who is satisfied by the singular pursuit of trying to be a professional race car driver. You like being smart as well. (laughs) Tell us about that because you, yes, you're accustomed to attacking apexes and making drivers and going to the front Share with folks how that mindset also applies to your scholastic endeavors, which I'd say is pretty damn awesome.
1: Um, I mean, I, I, racing. Well, I guess the racing mindset and the engineering mindset can actually kind of be. Sometimes they're not quite one and the same, but um, I guess, and, and sometimes I think it can help. Like with a when I get in a race car, and you know, the objective way that you look at things as an engineer, like with just the data and just like, okay, this is what I need to do. Um, that does actually really help sometimes when I'm in a car and, you know, you just like, okay, this is what needs to be done. The, you know, this is the, this is plain black and white, this is situation and, you know, just take the emotion out of it. And that I think really helps me see things in a, in a good perspective sometimes by, you know, just being like completely just looking at it as an engineer without obviously going and completely going off the deep end and thinking about too many of the technical things.
0: So share some about having to blend these two different worlds and where you, and where you pursued your studies as well because this is something that in select instances we hear about a young driver who's trying to make his or her way up whichever sports car GT, open wheel whatever ladder while also pursuing, uh, you know, college, university and otherwise and saying, I can't really slack on one or the other because then both could potentially fail.
1: Exactly. It was, it's all about time management, but um, it was definitely challenging. Uh, I'd always really been interested in school uh, from a young age. So balanced like obviously AP classes throughout high school. And then I went to the Colorado School of Mines for my undergraduate and got my bachelor's in mechanical engineering. Um, then I obviously still tried to, was still racing, was able to move into cars my last year uh, of uh, my undergrad. And then I went on to. Uh, win the infinity engineering academy the end of 2018 actually literally two days before the f4 race at coda like the competition was there <laughs> with the one team so it was a bit funny like i'm like okay guys i just need to do this like the week before and the, or the three days before and then uh it was cool though because the the team you know saw me get to race on the weekend as well so that was that was awesome and uh then I went over and worked in, uh, the UK in 2019, uh, for infinity as, as well as Renault F1. And so that was amazing being able to tie, you know, my love for engineering into racing, especially like when I worked with Renault and then it just kind of worked out perfectly because being based in the UK, I think was quite ideal for running in the W series in 2019. So I got to meet a lot of really amazing people and, and just kind of Really focus on both of my passions at the same time, and it, it was it was awesome.
0: So, in following your story over the last couple of years, one of the items that has stood out is amazing that the W Series uh, saw you, said yes, come be a part of this, you know, initial program, this testing, and we're going to select drivers for the first season, and you are chosen. Your story, I would say, is a, maybe a little bit different than some of the other women who took part in season one. And we'll get to you coming back for season two here in a moment. But there are some of the women who were chosen where this was very much a lifeline in terms of the sport and maybe just a, a potential career. That's sad, but we know that that is true. You, I know this is was a huge thing, as you mentioned, my first full season of racing anything, uh, you know, kind of at that higher level, but you've also, uh, while coming into that season one, as you've just shared, were very active and successful in pursuing your mechanical engineering degree, applying that, you know, through motorsports related items with the infinity academy and such. Tell me a little bit about that, because it does feel like you got a big opportunity with the W series, but I don't know if I'd say that without it, you'd be stuck with nothing to look forward to as a potential career right now.
1: Uh, yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm very fortunate that I have, you know, sort of a dual, um, dual career, I guess. Um, but, um, I, I, if I didn't have racing or W series, I would be able to, you know, pursue, uh, my engineering career more fully. I think I probably would have stayed with Renault, um i think i hear race cars in the
0: background me. by the way so that's a good thing too
1: <laughs> yeah sorry i'm in my car trying to make it as quiet no as no possible. no hey it's all
0: good <laughs> look this is we're not prettying this thing up this is this is racers talking racing it's all good
1: well yeah i'm at sebring for this weekend because there's a scca race so <laughs> but um yeah so i would i would definitely be pursuing Um, engineering. If I, if I wasn't doing the racing and I'm I'm very fortunate to have parents that, you know, really encouraged me to go to college and, and helped me get through, you know, manage both of my lifestyles in order to, to be successful and make it through and get my degree. Um, But I'm glad that I don't have to just do one because (laughs) I think a part of me would probably be missing if I was forced to just do one. Uh, Sometimes, you know, when you see like, oh man, some days you're like, I could maybe that like, you know, eight to five job or, you know, eight to six job. That doesn't sound so bad sometimes when you're just absolutely flat out and you're just you've got a crazy schedule. But then when you sit down and really think about it, you're like, no, that, that you know, that just that wouldn't be enough for me. So um, I'm very, very lucky that I get to do both.
0: I spent the first six, 15 or 16 years of my life working in racing from mid teens on doing all kinds of cool, fun stuff on the on the team side. I raced for a couple of years in a Formula Ford, but, uh, you know, that didn't go anywhere. But I got to a point where I said, I need to try this normal life thing, and, and did. I, quote, retired from IndyCar team, you know, working for but teams. You, you were an
1: engineer, too, weren't you?
0: Yeah, but, uh, you know, how's this? I was so good, no one stopped me from retiring. So, um, but I decided I wanted to go and try and live that nine to five life. And I went and did some things in biotech and other meaningless stuff, but I lasted Sabra maybe three, four years. I don't know, two and a half years before I started popping up uh, various racetracks on the race, whatever road to Indy or (laughs) world challenge, doing engineering or team managing. So I lasted about, I don't know, maybe two and a half years and I've been back full for a really long time. I'm just saying that nine That's to five thing funny. is always there. My friend, <laughs> just leave it where it belongs. You've chosen the right path for sure.
1: Um, well, I'm glad that you say that it makes me feel more reassured.
0: Oh no, no. Trust me. No, one's going to remember me when this thing's over you, they're going to remember. So you got well, to do, we'll you got to do the inaugural W series season, uh, mutual friend, Shay Holbrook, right? You were one of two American women representing in this uh, international lineup, finished twelfth in the standings. Right, you—I'm mm-hmm. sure folks could, you know, pick holes in that and whatnot. With everything we've discussed in your first full year, plus new car, new tracks, new everything. I would say you might be semi pleased with that output. Tell me about—I was pleased. C- yeah. Tell me about coming back though for the second season. Now know that 2020 was was canceled due to COVID, but. Tell us about this new challenge in front of you coming back for a second season. There'll be some new things, of course, but you know the car, you know many of the tracks, you know the Dave Ryan operation behind running the vehicles and whatnot. Tell me about this opportunity to return because we see in so many young drivers' career an opportunity to do year two in something is often where the breakthroughs happen.
1: Yeah, I think it's going to be a great year and being able to be on the F1 platform, I think is going to be absolutely amazing for every single one of us that's going to be competing in W series. So I'm very, very excited for that. And I've just, I've actually been able to get a little more seat time on the off season or in between than I ever have in my entire life. So I'm very excited to be able to get back in something, you know, that I already had a season in and try and, uh, to push forward in my results. And, uh, I think it's, it's going to be, it's going to be awesome. And, uh, I, I really can't wait to, to try and obviously finish higher in the standings this year.
0: Another thing that comes to mind Sabra before we, uh, before we close and let you get back to work there. So looking at where the W series is coming into its second season, Now it's been in existence for a couple of years now, but we're, heading into season two of the championship. I know that I was one of probably too many stupid boys who said critical things about the concept (laughs) of the W series when it was formed only to be extremely humbled. Um, What do you see as a participant in year one? Now we've obviously skipped a year. We're coming back in 2021. Have you observed a different reaction by i don't know if i want to say the majority of folks or more people something that hopefully is more positive and accepting that hey this is actually a really good thing that's doing big things in a way that no one else is curious because you can speak to this unlike many
1: no you're absolutely right i hear almost nothing but positive things about it now you know, everyone's like, wow, you know, that is, that's an amazing opportunity. Like everything is covered for you. Like as a racing driver, how could you say no to, you know, a free season in an F3 car. So everyone's like that. Wow. That's such a great opportunity. And I think after the first season, the way that it went, people kind of had the the outlook that, wow, okay, actually, you know, these girls, they can drive and, and, uh, they're excited to see, what this next season holds. Um, But I I was like you actually in the beginning, I was, I was skeptical. um, And I was like, well, why do we need our own class? I can race with the guys, you know, typical, you know, oh my ego kind of thing. And then um, once I really looked at what it was and got to the first event and listened to Catherine speak about it, um, it was just amazing because she got up and she's like, okay, let's be clear on something. We are not creating yeah. W Series to say that you need your own class or you need your own series. We have created W Series simply to develop drivers so that way then you can go back out and kick men's asses. Ah, like I love it. That. That's awesome. <laughs> so as after she said that, I was like, OK, cool. I'm in the right place. Everything's fine. <laughs> So it was um it was more like it's a it's an amazing driver development program basically for women to get exposure, get the experience, and just grow and and have the ability to go on and do those things that maybe they otherwise wouldn't have been able to do without W series.
0: Sabra, so happy for you as we say farewell, tell folks where they can find you on the good old tweets and the Googs and the wherever else is, where can folks follow you on social media and uh, your exploits throughout the year?
1: Uh, definitely. I am on uh, Instagram. It's just Sabra cook. And then Twitter, I'm not on it as much, but it's uh Sabra underscore cook. And then uh, Facebook fan page, Sabra cook racing. And also my website is uh, a I'm also on LinkedIn. I don't know if sometimes people aren't always on that, but I am on LinkedIn as well
0: wow all we missed was your myspace page you're uh you got a fan oh, like page MySpace. too you're you're killing me here <laughs> thanks for taking some time pal seriously can't wait to see uh your season kick off just read about the nice long uh multiple test days coming up here uh not too far down the road but looking forward to seeing how your season gets going and hopefully we can maybe check in midway through and do an update for folks
1: yeah definitely thank you so much for having me